0: Well, yeah, I find in our house it's a bit more balanced. Uh, when it comes to the kids and their style and, and my wife's choices, I'm allowed to have an opinion. Um, it's just that I'm not allowed to express it. Welcome to the Medical Dads Podcast, a parenting podcast by two dads who happen to be medical doctors. I'm one of your co hosts, Dr. Stuart Harmon, a pediatric emergency room physician and father of four from Ottawa, Ontario. I wanna-
1: Daddy, do you know what you're doing? Can I play a game on your computer?
0: Daddy, where's mommy?
1: And I'm your other co-host, Dr. David Shu, a family doctor from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome aboard.
0: Daddy! Daddy, where are you?
1: All right, Stu, we're back for another episode of Medical Dads. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I think today's topic is going to be kind of an interesting one.
1: Ah, well, you thought of the topic, so you would think it's interesting. (laughs) I had to like sit there and think hard about this one.
0: Yeah, when you put it that way, this might be the most insightful topic we've ever thought of. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we talking about today, Stu? Uh, The concept of uh, kids and style. (laughs) And I think from the point of view of uh, of, uh, how much do we let kids control their own style?
1: Right. So that little chuckle you heard in the background is the sound of all of our old medical school classmates laughing at these two guys talking about style. Like, for real, those two guys?
0: I I seem to recall myself being quite stylish uh, back in medical school.
1: I seem to recall you ironing patches onto your jeans when you were in medical school.
0: Those were an expensive pair of jeans. They ripped on the first day. I had to sew a patch on. sure. Next.
1: If you count how many patches this guy ironed onto them and add that to the value of the jeans, they were expensive jeans.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll probably find as a theme throughout this episode that a lot of our opinions on style have to do with our financial resources at the time.
1: Well, inevitably, style and finances are always tethered together. Those two things. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, did you have a, an interesting or funny little story about uh, your kids in style to start us off?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, when you mentioned this topic, I was like, my kids are pretty small, like there aren't that many examples. And I thought about it a little bit more. And then I looked down at my son and then I, I realized what we were talking about was happening right before my eyes. <laughs> the other day we were at my my mom's house and my son got his shirt wet and I I usually uh-huh. pa- I have a little bag with like spare clothes so just like a spare set of underwear and socks and sweater for everyone and I forgot that bag that day so I'm at my mom's house I'm like "Uh oh we're out of clothes and it was getting to his nap time so he needs to wear something (laughs) my mom's like don't worry I have something upstairs and I know she's been like purging through like our old clothes so she has some stuff saved She goes upstairs and digs out this really ancient, like, Snoopy sweatshirt. Like, I have never even seen this thing. Like, this is from when I I wore this 36 years ago (laughs) before I was able to form concrete memories because I have no memory of this item. (laughs) And it's just like this yellow. And it's like an old shirt, right, from 36 years ago. It's, It's not as nice as the shirts you get now. And yeah. the drawing is very straightforward. It's nothing exciting. It's just Snoopy and Woodstock. And my son yeah. looks at it. He loves this thing, right? Oh, nice. So now he he wore it that day. The next day, we're like, okay, it's time to go to school. He t- I p- I get him dressed. He's like, I don't want this shirt. This sweater is so bad, right? Then he, <laughs> no, he, he because he wants to wear Snoopy, right? Uh-oh. So he takes it off, puts the Snoopy back. I'm like, Snoopy is too thin. Like it's 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 spring now, but it's kind of cold spring, right? Like you're yeah. gonna freeze. No the very that he insists on it so we wear it the next day same thing wants to wear it again I'm like how many days in a row is this going to continue for right and then i'm th- sitting there as a dad thinking i i like giving him some freedom to make these kind of choices in life right yeah like you don't want to be the the dude who doesn't know how to get dressed right and have no sense yeah. of style like you show up in medical school with no sense of style <laughs> we know what happens right but today again like today finally he's like where's the snoopy shirt i'm like well it's in the wash right i'm sure it's going to reappear out of the wash real soon in the afternoon right and i realized that this style thing starts at a pretty young age like age two and a half three these kids have opinions about what they want to wear and good luck trying to change their minds about stuff
0: Yeah, it's true. Kids do very quickly start to have like uh, opinions about what right. about what they want to look like or, or what clothes they want to wear. Right. And I think for little boys, I don't know if it's that they they it's so much that they care about how they look. Right. That, like how they perceived by other people and more just that they think the shirt is just a cool thing and they want it to be around it. Right. You know? Right. By, when I think of one of our first examples of uh, of uh, our kids having a strong opinion about wanting to to change up their style was when my son was uh, maybe about five or maybe six, like around his birthday when I think when he turned six, mm-hmm. he really wanted to get a mohawk. <laughs> and, you know, he'd seen these, he'd, I don't know where he saw it in a movie or something. He saw somebody with a mohawk and he kept talking about how he wants a mohawk. And at the time, a popular style was this uh, faux hawk. Where it's not really a Mohawk; it's like the hair is shorter on the sides and longer down the middle. Right. So it's not quite a Mohawk, and it's a, a hairstyle that always seemed to be associated with kids who um, who have a good heart but a, a lot of energy, <laughs> and uh, you know they struggle a bit with reading, um, <laughs> but uh, but but they're really physical. Um, like that seemed to be the like the association with that with that hairstyle. Um, and it wasn't a hairstyle I was particularly keen on, but he kept going on and on about wanting it. And at this point, he had a. Beautiful head of uh, of like blonde curly hair, right? Um, uh, which would have been a real shame to to see that go, but but he was so into this idea of having a a, a a mohawk, and we kept telling him, no, no, you can't have a mohawk.
1: Does curly hair even work with this hairstyle? Like, I, I know the hairstyle you're talking about, and it, it's very strange to visualize it with curly hair. I, I'm imagining a Jerry curl now. <laughs> yeah
0: right exactly big just a big strip of curly hair down the middle of one's head Uh, can't think of anybody cool i know who had that (laughs) Um, but anyway he 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 wanted it and so uh we were out one day uh around the time of his birthday at a strip mall and there was a cool looking barber shop and they had like posters up with different hairstyles and they had a hairstyle that that kind of looked sort of like a mohawk where it was like pretty short on the sides um and they could uh like style it down the middle where it would uh, be a little bit shorter. So it wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be like big curls on the top. It would be, but it would still be hair on the top. And the, for people, I don't know if our listeners have a lot of experience with, uh, with people who have like uh, half Jamaican hair, but when it's long uh, it looks curly, but sometimes if, when you cut it shorter, you would think it's just going to be straight hair. Right. Anyway, uh, I don't know, we were in a particularly good mood or malleable mood that day. And my <laughs> wife and I look at the sign and we were like, should we do it? Should we let him get this like, mohawk style hair that he's been wanting? Um, and so he saw the sign, he saw the pictures, he's like, yeah, can I get a mohawk? Can I get a mohawk? And he asks all the time and he knows we're going to say no. So this time, when we said yes, it just blew his mind. You know, he's like, can I, can I get a Mohawk? And we're like, oh, okay, fine. He's like, oh, why not? please?" Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> so we go into the place. Uh, we explain uh, you know, what, he, what he wants. And the guy uh, doesn't give him a, a true Mr. T Mohawk, where it's like smooth down to the skin on the sides. Um, Thank goodness for cut- that. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But he cuts it real, like uh, really, really short on the sides and then uh, leaves it long down the middle. Um, but it's got these gigantic curls on the top, right? It's still long down the middle. And the guy's looking at us like, do you, do you want me to leave this? <laughs> and my wife is saying, No, 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 no. Like sh- shorten that to something reasonable. So the guy cuts it so the curls aren't super long. Um, then he suggests to my son, Hey, uh, you know, do you want uh, something flashy like on those short sides? Because you can, you know, how sometimes you can shave just like a few lines that are right down to the skin. Right. And make like a zigzag lightning bolt or, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's what he did. He, he offered him if you want a zigzag. And uh, that's another one of those things that uh, even when I was a kid, I never really bought into that style. <laughs> but... Um, uh, Uh, The guy's offering it. We're already saying like, ah, we're in this deep. Let's just let the boy have something that makes him happy. (laughs) So the guy's saying, you know, is it all right if we do that? I'm saying, yeah, go for it. Give what he wants. Uh, So he makes this sort of a Z pattern or for Americans, a Z pattern in the side of his head. Um, So the haircut's all done. We're walking out to the parking lot and for about five minutes, he was over the moon for this hairstyle. Like, it's like his dream had come true. His parents had finally given him the thing he'd always been wishing for. Then as we started to get to the parking lot, the spot where he'd shaved it right down to the skin for the Z is is like raw. And the guy had put some sort of hair gel in it. And now the hair gel started to reach the part that uh, where the Z was. And so at first he's saying like, uh, you, know, you know, the only thing with this hairstyle is that the it's not comfortable where the where, where the lines are on the side. And then as we're going, he's saying it kind of stings on the side. And then he's complaining, Ah, I hate this hairstyle. Why does it hurt so much? Uh, so that's our that's our first uh, encounter, at least with my son, of having a very strong opinion so, on style. So in your
1: opinion, when you looked at that hairstyle, and you could rate it on a scale of one to ten. Like, how bad was it?
0: Uh, for, I mean, for my sense of style, uh, that thing was like a three out of 10, (laughs) four out of 10, uh, moreover, I was really, I was happy when the hair started to to grow back and it started (laughs) to even out. It actually looked pretty good. Once the hair grew more even. Okay.
1: Moreover, he has three sisters. Did they
0: offer him any comments about his hair or did they say nothing? Uh, you know, often when it comes to kids and style, When people say like, oh, yeah, I really think it would look awesome if you did this with your hair. It's not because they would actually want that for themselves, but it's almost like they want to see like, wow, I would love to see someone do something that crazy. (laughs) So they were they were all for it when they were when he was saying he wants his mohawk. They were like, yeah, let him get the mohawk. And then at the end of all this, after all this trouble um later he did start to complain that like this wasn't really the hairstyle that he wanted (laughs) that what he really wanted was completely bald on the sides (laughs) with a whole lot of (laughs) hair on the top
1: obviously this 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 thing seems like a
0: bridge to that (laughs) well we'll uh we can talk about some of the other aspects of style and then i'll i can follow up with uh with the continuing saga of my son's (laughs) hair later
1: so to finish to finish like I think, like, my son, for some reason, he's obsessed with these clothes because they have, like, the figure on it, right? Like, so my son's into, like, Snoopy on his shirt, and there's one other shirt that he has in his thing that... In his repertoire that has gotten this much attention is this mickey mouse shirt that another auntie gave him that he loves right yeah and i don't even think my son really cares about mickey mouse or snoopy like it's not like they he watches the show or or like avidly reads the comics or anything but he just loves the characters and i'm looking at him i can only imagine that when he's older he's gonna turn into me like going around getting these like ridiculous officially licensed merchandise right like Toronto Raptors shirt like this crappy (laughs) shirt with a printed word Raptors on suddenly the price is three times as much that's gonna be him it's terrible I can see it happening already
0: (laughs) I remember as a kid you Love it. I had a shirt with the Dukes of Hazard on it. Love that shirt. Had a shirt with the Hulk on it. That was one of my most like favorite articles of clothing, even though for some reason the, the, the Hulk on the shirt was like wasn't quite green. He was more of like a, a pea soupy kind of color. Uh, and the, be- the even now in my adult life at 42 years of age, when I think to the article of clothing that made me happier than any other piece of clothing I've ever owned, it was a pair of jeans I had as a kid that had the Incredible Hulk embroidered on the back pocket. <laughs> and we, When we moved houses as a kid, that that either got lost in the move or my mom threw it out because I outgrew it and I was just hoping I wouldn't notice. And uh, uh, for years afterwards, I was still trying to track down these pants. And I was like, if I could just find them, I could take the patch off. Like I could take off the Hulk and I could sew it on another pair of jeans.
1: And that is why uh, we're doing the medical dad's
0: guide to style. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, you know, just with that idea of, of now as adults buying like, clothes with uh, logos or, or licensed characters on the front. Right. The, you know, the problem now is, yeah, I, I would love to walk around wearing a Hulk shirt, uh, <laughs> but you can get away with that with a kid. It just sends a totally different <laughs> message when you're an adult. <laughs>
1: so i mean that this is part of the thing though right like because we're talking about style and as dads who are actively parenting like we're helping dress our kids in the morning we're involved in haircut decisions these style questions come up and i think that one of the issues is style is not really a dad thing like it's really a mom thing right like i always have to your- like look over and like like okay mom you handle this one because like i defer to her because she's the one that's supposed to be in charge of these issues right right but I don't know if in your household it's a similar thing right like when the girls and you have three daughters right when the hair needs decision needs to be made like like how is how how do you Dr. Stuart Harmon have any say (laughs) in this process whatsoever is beyond
0: me (laughs) well a lot of it comes down to the fact that there's sometimes moms at work and dad just has to make the call (laughs) so I think a lot of dads can relate to this that uh, at the at the end of the day the teacher knows who got the kid ready for school based on what the daughter's hair looks like.
1: (laughs) True. I mean, getting the hair ready is one thing, but what about the actual haircut? Like in our house, I've been told, you do not take, our son for a haircut again absolutely not because <laughs> when he goes with me he gets like this short trim and everything's trimmed he looks like 30 years older
0: right? <laughs> is that you telling the barber could you just put a little widow's peak in the front <laughs> and yeah the, the, i want a little patch at the back that's like right down to the skin <laughs> and, and then you can comb over and it. i'm
1: like sure fine fine you guys do it then I, I don't need to do this like i'm not doing this because it's fun like this is not a dad
0: thing (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I I find in our house It's a bit more balanced Uh, When it comes to the kids and their style And and my wife's choices I'm allowed to have an opinion Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that I'm not allowed to express it
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's it's the age-old issue, right? Our opinion is valid As long as it's consistent with our wife's opinion (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, sometimes, like uh, my son uh, Sometimes the haircuts that my son gets with my wife I'll sort of be like uh, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> not my preference style. But uh, yeah, there's a, I, we don't have a lot of control over that. But uh, sometimes it really is a matter of my wife and I are on the same page about what we think. Uh, and we're trying to decide between the two of us. Uh, you know, uh, we think that this is not a good idea, but our kid wants to do it. So when do we let them and when do we don't? Right. And, and there's a bit of a balance, I think, of two things. One, the thing that you want your kid to feel uh, uh, like they have control. You want them to have self-confidence. You want them to feel good about themselves. And then on the other hand, uh, you know that later in life, if they look back on pictures of themselves as a kid and they're like, ah, these pictures are horrible. I can't find a single, single picture where I like the way I look, where I look cute. And why did you let me wear that? Uh, uh, well, then that's the other, that's what you're balancing it against. <laughs> is getting blamed for making your kids look like a terrible dork
1: so I made a list of several areas of style that pertain to children and we can run through this list quickly and maybe talk a little bit about each one and they the list will start with stuff that's basic and slowly escalate into more and more like contentious issues that may appear down the line in our lives Number, f- I think the first place where the style thing starts to appear is with clothing. Like this starts right away when the babies are born and you're getting inundated with gifts of like children's clothes, right? That's right. And for the most part at the beginning, the parents determine what the kid wears, right? And or yeah. you, whatever's handy, like before age two, probably like even if you have a boy, sometimes you wear them in slightly girly outfits. They don't know the difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa, right? um but as they get a little bit older they the children will start to assert opinions right they start to have a favorite shirt they start to have a shirt that they don't want to put into the wash and certain outfits and you know and it's not even always just the look but it's always also the comfort like they don't like wearing this pair of pajamas it's just a little bit too tight or these socks are a little bit saggy right yeah so these issues come up right away and it's probably battleground number one for the style issue so what do you what are your thoughts about dressing your children in the morning as
0: a dad? Well, see the the thing that's easy when they're small is they may get really picky about a certain outfit or a certain shirt or that type of thing, but you still actually have control over what their choices are because, generally speaking, when they're before they're turning four or five, they don't have the wherewithal to actually ask you to buy them specific clothes, mm-hmm. uh, or at least for my kids, they didn't so much. Right. So, so I bring a bunch of stuff home, and then sometimes it's the fight is you know, yeah, I know you like wearing shorts, but you can't wear shorts, you know, uh, January second in Ottawa, Ontario, of Canada, where it is minus thirty below zero right uh, so there's there's those fights and uh, I have to say we uh, we listen to them but then at the end we usually do put a pretty hard line when it comes to saying look you can't wear that because it is actually dirty mm-hmm. it's in the wash if it's if it's not in your drawers and it's now in the hamper in the laundry room you can't wear it right and they don't they don't like it but when you're consistent about it they get it pretty quick right um, same thing for the wearing things that are inappropriate for the weather. There'll be a bit of crying and a bit of tears, but uh, ultimately, uh, if you're consistent, then you'll win that battle as well.
1: So we've managed to avoid this issue to some degree because uh-huh. like the, the elementary school has a uniform, right? Uh-huh. So the uniform is a godsend in the morning because you don't have to make too much decision, right? We have like, we have like this part of the closet where it's just white shirts hanging and dark pants and some sweaters and you just pick, mix and match. And it's such a simple algorithm that any dad could do it. (laughs) right in under 20 seconds (laughs) can't screw that up it's dad proof (laughs) well sometimes you can screw it up in other weird ways but you know i try to get a little bit of color coordination so the maroon shirt goes with the maroon sweater and whatnot but yeah but it makes life a lot easier and i i went to school in high school with a uniform and in the sense of not having to make decisions that really helped and in the sense that it wasn't inherently obvious who had style or who didn't have style at that point? That helped also, because you can kind of you can kind of lay low in that
0: environment. You didn't uh, you didn't pull a Will Smith and reverse your jacket so that the lining was on the outside.
1: No, I did not. I did not. In those days, you were lucky. Like if changing your shirt twice a week was considered a mark of a good dresser, like in high school, like an all guy school. Like we had people in our school wearing the same white dress shirt two weeks in a time and you would know that because sometimes a guy sitting behind a person would like r- draw a little mark on the collar uh, right And every day that mark comes back to school and and th- this isn't like yeah this isn't like an adult wearing the same shirt to work three days in a row this is like a adolescent sweaty hormonally like i don't know like teenager like this is a bad scene like the shirts look yellow like they're supposed to be yeah. white
0: but that's the although uh, medical dad does not approve of adults wearing the same <laughs> undershirt to work three days in a row <laughs> unless you're washing it
1: but even if you did it it wouldn't be as dirty <laughs> as this guy because yeah, you're wearing deodorant right. hopefully so so but so i think the uniforms is a big thing like it, sa- it saves decision making a lot right and especially i yeah. feel like for children. And even for adults like if we start like looking at clothes and like you know we we look at what a person wears and in a way in our minds it defines what we think of that person like are they rich yeah. are they poor are they nice are they not nice like yeah. it is actually i think better in general to not have to deal with this
0: right yeah a uniform is only as good as how willing everybody is to remain uniform <laughs> so uh, our experience with uh, uniforms uh, our kids for the first uh, we, where we live there was supposed to be a public school built near our house mm-hmm. so that was part of why we moved to where we where we are it's with the promise that by the time my, my uh, oldest kid was old enough to go to school the school would be ready but it didn't end up getting built on time so they went we drove them over to a, a Catholic school instead of the public school for the first uh, for the first sort of two three years that they were at school mm-hmm. uh, anyway that school had a dress code right uh, so so uh, essentially a uniform They're supposed to wear blue pants and uh, Or like, like blue leggings or whatever And a white shirt And that was supposed to be blue on the bottom, white on top uh, So that was great when it came to choosing stuff But then uh, because it was not a strictly enforced uh, dress code uh, Some kids would start showing up at school Wearing their SpongeBob SquarePants t-shirt Or their Star Wars shirt or whatever else they wanted to wear uh, and so then, before you know it, my kids are saying, well, uh, why do I have to wear this? Now, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, like, I want to wear something else. And you're like, well, but we only bought you a bunch of white shirts and blue pants. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that uh, the uniform is only as good as, as the rules to enforce it. Well,
1: I, we could spend a whole episode talking about my opinion of the Catholic education system in Ontario, but that <laughs> probably is some topic for another day.
0: <laughs> well, now my kids are in... in uh, in public school and they be learn good now (laughs) getting back to uh kids and the and the clothes they wear you know uh one story that comes up uh, a lot when i'm thinking about my kids and their clothes uh when my daughter my oldest daughter was at this catholic school uh you know we buy a bunch of skirts for them at the beginning of the year and then you know four kids later uh it's hard to keep on top of whose clothes are Mm whose and uh and buying new clothes stuff like that so you know, slowly she's outgrowing some of the clothes that she's wearing and we're just like not noticing. Right. So she comes home one day and she actually says that, uh, uh, yeah, I, w- I was sitting or standing in line at like an assembly or something. And then these two teachers were talking and then one teacher said to the other teacher, um, you know, uh, could that girl's skirt get any shorter? Um and then, uh, and then my wife's saying, you know, well, I, I, how do you know they were talking about you? And she's saying, because the teacher looked at me and pointed at me when she said it. <laughs> uh, is this for so, real? Yeah, this is for real. My wife was livid. <laughs> she was livid that, you know, uh, our daughter who's, you know, uh, well pre-pubertal, not wearing short skirts to, to attract any kind of attention, um, and uh, herself a kid oblivious to the fact that her short <laughs> her skirt might be short, um, being body shamed by some insecure teacher wow. um, who didn't have like the foresight to realize that uh, you know some of these conversations, you might have them in the staff room, <laughs> but kids' ears are always listening. You don't say this kind of stuff in front of the kids.
1: So I was going to ask you earlier, like, how come you switched back to the public school or you weren't happy with the Catholic school? But I guess that conversation need not be had now.
0: <laughs> well, that that wasn't the, the reason by any means, uh, but it was an interesting exercise as parents as how do you deal with these sorts of things when they come up? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, first we had this like conversation with our daughter about how, like, you know, um, you, you can know, wear
1: you can wear your shirt shirt you can wear your skirt as short as you want and don't be listened to what nobody else tell you
0: about it. <laughs> That's not quite the take home <laughs> message we her to have, <laughs> but more just that you know as we've talked about you know it's not polite to you know to talk about people uh, like behind their back, which clearly this teacher was doing. Right. Um, and that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the fact that your short your skirt was getting small because you're just outgrowing that skirt. So right. it yeah. is time for us to buy you some new clothes. You know. That was I think that was the take home for her, and she was happy with that. You know, oh I get to buy some new clothes. But uh Well moreover, yeah, we how did and, you
1: talk your wife off the ledge? That's the more important part.
0: <laughs> oh well, so uh she wrote an email. <laughs> she wrote an email to the to the school. I I I Talk to her about like you know maybe let's not go straight to the principal without first going to the teacher. When, when your uh, wife
1: writes these rage emails, do you hear like the keys like fluttering? Like in my, I can hear my wife's like keyboard like plap 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 when she <laughs> when when she's on a roll.
0: <laughs> she she composes these things on her um, on her phone. Okay, uh, yeah. So she has the courtesy to not like leave the sound on. Otherwise, you get that click click, click sound. <laughs> Feels like you're being attacked by a thousand pens. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she, she, it's like, it's bedtime we're in bed and she's like writing this thing and, and, uh, saying like, yeah, like we should probably like, like <laughs> give it a night so that we're not writing it when we're like, uh, like, like in the emotion of it, like we can write it when we're like, uh, able to like really have, analyze it. I, have, I am say.
1: having this mental image of you trying to lie there with a pillow over your head
0: trying to go to sleep. <laughs> well, she's sort of like, you know, like, yeah, 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 it's a good idea. Let's like wait and write later. <laughs> And then like, so I, like heads down the pillow, close her eyes. And then, you know, you kind of see through your eyelids that the room's getting brighter. <laughs> you know? And I look over it, there's the light from her phone. And she's like, like oh, sorry, I, I just got to write some of this down before I forget it. And then she's writing some stuff. And then I'm like, okay, okay. I try to go back and see, but she's like, okay, okay, you got to read this <laughs> and see if this sounds right. So it's like, all right, all right, you know what? Let's just abandon the idea of doing this later when we've cooled down. I, I, think, uh, I think this needs to be done now. <laughs> Um, so yeah she, she she writes this like uh this email and so we've kind of talked about let's not send it to the principal first let's send it to the teacher to give her a chance to like you know explain herself and uh and maybe apologize um like before we like uh, go to school about it so anyway um uh, yeah she writes this e- email and uh, uh like uh i give her some help and some suggestions in terms of how to capture the thought and the feeling she has in a way that uh you know that will still be read by the woman that she wants to see the first three lines <laughs> see all the swearing words and then just be like okay i'm not reading this thing but in the end i have to give my wife credit she really wrote a very eloquent uh, uh email really outlining you know all the aspects of how uh you know like obviously as an adult you realize like uh how inappropriate is and the damage that can be done of talking about people behind their back mm-hmm. and how we want to set like a better example for our kids. And how, you know, I'm sure like I can easily understand how in this context, you know, you could say something to someone else, not realizing that kids are listening. Right. Um, you know, and we, you know never minding just the inappropriateness of what you said, period. But, you know, and then also that explanation of how my daughter has no idea like that her shirt skirt is too short and it's not for any, you know, like intention of, trying to be slutty and she didn't use that word slutty anyway i'll spare the audience all the details of all the stuff that was written in the email but suffice <laughs> to say a really good email was written and if you're curious to know how the story ended she sent it to that teacher um all she got back was a one-liner a like uh um you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that your daughter felt this way uh i will talk to her <laughs> And then of course that my wife is like getting like (laughs) ready to hulk out when she's saying that right because kind of expecting more of a apologetic email but i'm sort of saying like yeah but she knows that her emails are still like this is all through the school board email so none of that stuff is actually private right right? your boss can subpoena your emails or look at your emails if they want to right and so i'm sure she doesn't want to write anything self-incriminating in her email but then when we talk to our daughter later uh, like within a couple of days, she was actually telling us that, yeah, this teacher came to her and said, sorry, and said that what she said was not appropriate mm-hmm. and that like she she made a mistake. Right. And so uh, we were satisfied with that, uh, that resolution. Right.
1: I mean, to be fair, as medical dads, sometimes we make comments that are inappropriate. Like we, we've, it's happened to all of sometimes us. Sometimes you even put them in a podcast. <laughs> well, I was thinking more back when we were students in medical school. I mean, things happen in life. So it is, it is a good lesson, right, for everyone, right, to realize that people can hear what you're saying. I think it's yeah. actually a really good lesson when we're talking about style because a lot of times style kind of overlaps with, like, this issue of, like, how what we look like, right? Like, what we look like and how people perceive us yeah. does affect us, right? And a lot of times the kids, yeah. you know, they want to wear a certain thing, especially as they get older. It's because what other people will think of them in it. I haven't really yeah. seen this issue too much because my kids are young. But it's a difficult part of life to navigate. And I think it's actually a really good story to tell about, like, we should be careful how we comment or what we think about other people and what they wear or how they look. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Like, my kids are at an age now where they wear what they want to wear because they like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're sort of dreading the day when... All their decisions are based on, I wear what I want to wear because this is what other people will like or this is what my friends wear. That's
1: what the medical dads are here for. I mean, I don't think I've ever worn stuff because other people would like it. I'm usually wearing things that other people hate, quite frankly.
0: (laughs) You've never worn a particular style or something like that because you thought a girl would like it? (laughs)
1: I don't think I would know where to start with putting on clothes (laughs) to to figure out a girl would like it or not. You can ask my wife for proof of that.
0: (laughs) Well, it gets once. It's a lot easier once you're married. Once you become medical husband, uh, because then your wife can just tell you what they want you to wear. Well, and then you wear it, and then you feel great because you know. Well, at least I know the woman who counts actually likes this outfit.
1: Well, there's this whole category of clothing called dad clothing, right? You've heard of like a dad cap, right? Like a dad baseball cap, like a beat up baseball cap that's all bent and doesn't fit your head properly. That's a thing. It's a dad cap. Really.
0: I mean I, I don't personally wear hats like that <laughs> uh like baseball caps around but uh is this something that the idea is that you're a dad now you're you're already married you're already that in deep so it doesn't matter what you look like your wife's oh, not going to leave you just because you wear Oh it's the thing that it's what
1: you're hat. supposed to be wearing when you're outside doing things around the house on a weekend right it's oh. battered and and got stains and that's the way dads dress <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting interesting I mean the thing is you you can dress in a certain style because somebody's going to like it or you think that someone's going to like it but the problem is people don't even know what they like (laughs) sometimes you have to wear something or do something and then people see it and then they realize they like it or hate it that's (laughs) or hate it but see the steve jobs approach is to just like have so much confidence that people will like it that they start to
1: think well that's the true thing in life right the true thing in life is if you own what you wear and you don't care you're way ahead of the game
0: Yeah, which is a lot easier to do when you're a dad, because even if your wife doesn't like it at first, she's unlikely to leave you over that one thing. (laughs) If you don't have kids, then it's a little bit easier. Right. If if
1: everything else in your life is under control and the only thing against you is your poor choice of clothing, you can slide by married life. (laughs) That's
0: right. That said, I'm not so confident that every other detail is so under control that I wear an incredible t-shirt around the house these days. Or, well, I may wear it around the house, but, uh, yeah, I don't wear it when we go out to meet friends or uh, <laughs> go hang out with my wife's parents or something like that. So
1: let's move on to the, we've talked about clothes for a long time, and this show's almost over. Let's talk a bit about some of these other elements of style. The The one that about I earrings. think is, what?
0: Well, how about earrings?
1: Let's talk about earrings. Okay, earrings is a good one. It hasn't come up in our household yet, right? And okay. I'm only projecting our imaginary conversation of what would happen if my daughter asked for earrings, yeah. But actually, since you brought this up, I went and asked her because I know her best friend at school. She's six. Her best friend has earrings. I'm like, yeah. I, we talked about earrings a bit last night. and I'm like, do you want to get earrings? Oh, no. Why not? Oh, because it hurts. But what about your friend? <laughs> she has earrings. Yeah, but she got one. When it was a baby. She didn't feel it.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Wow. Does your wife have earrings? My wife
1: does not have earrings. My sister does not have earrings. So none of these people have earrings in our house. So she's in a earring-free culture, right? Except for her best friend. Which I find, so I don't know, may- maybe things will change down the road. But the person that was the closest to getting earrings in our immediate family was me. A few years ago, I thought about getting <laughs> earrings. And then okay, I was like, I was like, straight. you know what? No, no, this is going to hurt too much. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was walking <laughs> around the pain. mall with one of my other buddies. This is when I was a resident, right? And, yeah. and then he's like, just do it, man. Just do it. Let's, but he's like, don't get it on the bottom of the earlobe. Get it on the top, like on the, oh, and I'm like, the cartilage. yeah, the cartilage. But I'm like, I heard that hurts even more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so it was purely the pain Well That was the only You thought the style was cool In general
1: I'm day. not a fan of like Of like Irritating my body More than I have to <laughs> Right Like In generally speaking so
0: that, that day It's not like you backed out of the earrings And then we're like Okay forget it Forget it Let's just go get some circumcisions.
1: <laughs> generally speaking I'm not in favor of it
0: Oh <laughs> well, this is so interesting I don't think I had ever realized that uh, That even your wife Doesn't have earrings Right Right <laughs>
1: So it's not a universal thing. And so, so I don't know, like, I don't have a strong feeling about it. Like my daughter really pushed for it. You know, I'd probably be okay with it. But I do remember as a resident, like as a resident in family medicine, we like look after, we, we deliver some babies and then once you deliver the baby you actually take over become the baby's like primary caregiver so there was like a family where i delivered a baby and then i and i watched this kid grow up for those two years and at some point during this period the parents came and asked me like when's a good time for us to pierce the ears?" this was like at two or three months old right and then like so then there's me with no medical experience but kind (laughs) of wants to get an earring for himself but has no family members (laughs) with an earring trying to decide whether this baby who's gonna is gonna get a earring or not right and i'm like so asking the supervisor so what's the actual advice right and so everyone has a different opinion like a different medical opinion about this (laughs) right and
0: I could give a I could give a a medical opinion if you like okay well
1: first we hemmed and hawed about it a lot like we had some long drawn out discussions (laughs) in the clinic maybe over two visits and then at some point the the girl came back with the earrings on and happy
0: about it right it was at some point they just needed
1: to dispense with the medical hemming and hawing and just move on
0: (laughs) Well, here's my take from a medical side of things. Um, If the question is, you know, should I get earrings or not? Period. uh, Well, it's a risk benefit thing. So uh, the risks associated with getting earrings are all small, but there's a small risk of uh, infection, Mm -hmm. getting infection at the site. Uh, If we're just talking about straightforward, you know, just in the earlobe Mm -hmm. earrings, uh, piercings and other places are a bit of a separate discussion, mm-hmm. but if we're just talking about earrings and the earlobe, the classic kind, right. uh, there's a risk of infection. Um, there's a risk that when the earring is in, it could get pulled on something and that could cause damage to the to the ear. Right. Uh, there's the risk that you can um, have uh, keloid scarring, like if you're someone who gets like a, a type of scar in general that when you get injuries you scar really aggressively. Right. People with that type of scarring history can get keloid scars when they get earrings, mm-hmm. um, and uh, For kids, especially, there's this risk of the earring getting embedded. Um, So, something where the the backing of the earring or even the front of the earring uh, gets pressed into the hole, and now the earring is stuck in the earlobe and someone has to dig it. This
1: stuff sounds terrible. This is why you shouldn't get earrings. (laughs)
0: well so again these things are all rare and if like the joy of having the earrings outweighs the the small risk of these <laughs> things if people need to take the risk then from that point of view just the question yes or no should I get earrings well that's the medical advice is uh, there are some risks here's what they are the risks are all rare none of these things are life-threatening so if you desire the earrings uh, so like, if your patient
1: came up to you and said what age is the earliest ah. that my daughter or son could have an earring. What would you say? Yes.
0: Then? So then that that's the other question is what age? So um, these risks are more or less the same at any age. Mm-hmm. Uh, theoretically, the risk of keloid scarring is less in the first three months, actually, because uh, kids in general don't scar as much in the first three months of life. Right. Uh, likewise, the risk of uh, scarring is less after you're in your like 70s or 80s. Right. So. You could do it really early or you could do it really, really, really late. So your wife might want to hold on for a few, four more decades. Uh, but yeah, uh, at the end of the day, um, you want to do it at an age where somebody can take care of, the, of keeping the, the site clean afterwards. Because right. when you put earrings in, there's a lot of care you have to do afterwards with alcohol rubs and stuff like that right. to keep the earrings very ear, clean. So you want to do it at an age where that can be done. Um, from the point of view, uh, an older kid might be able to do that themselves with your help. Uh, A a three-month-old can do that uh, Where you're doing all the work And you're like very invested at that age And controlling everything they do Mm -hmm. So the bottom line is that As far as the risks are concerned um, From the medical side of things It really makes little difference What age you do it at You could do it at two months if you wanted to Okay Yeah, it really makes no difference And some would say, you know Two months is the earliest But really there's no medical reason Why you couldn't do it even earlier than two months Although uh their immune system is not as mature (laughs) in those first two months and so uh if there's anything that even looks remotely like infection it it causes a whole bunch of other work and panic so
1: i think i think at that time the medical advice we also gave was at least get your tetanus shot in (laughs) before you do this and that happens (laughs) at two months
0: that's right but you you actually only start your tetanus series at two months you get it at two four and six months so if that was your concern you should probably wait till after six months but i don't there's not really any evidence to suggest that that's necessary. Okay. Getting tetanus from clean earrings is, is highly, highly unlikely. So
1: that's the medical
0: advice. That's the medical side. Then you get into the opinion side of things. Right.
1: The philosophy, like, that's right. like I have this thing where I feel kind of queasy, like doing something to somebody else's body just because they're too small to like have an opinion otherwise. Right. It's yeah. one thing if they ask you, can I have earrings like they're, they're eight years old or they're 14 years old. They want earrings. It's another thing to yeah. say, you know what, I think you'd look really good with earrings and I'm going to give That's it to right. you now.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Certainly when you're giving the kid earrings at two months, you're doing it for you. Right. You're not doing it for them. Right. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, you know, culturally for some people, it's a given like, oh, a hundred percent guaranteed. My kid's going to have earrings when they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's there's highly, highly unlikely that my kid will be older and not want them. so 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 that's I think why some people have that idea of like, let's do it as they're when they're a baby. Maybe. And uh, but I see- may, maybe even if you ask your daughter now, like, do you wish we had done it when you were a baby so that like you wouldn't remember it now? Do you wish you had them she might say yeah maybe I wish you did but
1: then i look around like i i had an informal poll at my office i see all these ladies sitting around with the little dot on their ear like they had a piercing years ago and it's now closed because yeah. they don't wear earrings anymore right like they don't wear them every day the whole their whole life eventually the,
0: yeah. the hole's gone
1: <laughs> that's also
0: a thing yeah. that i have to say i i don't encounter that very often in my daily routine <laughs> like women who who don't wear their who have their ears pierced like the simple type of Mm -hmm. typical piercing uh, and who don't wear ear earrings often enough to to keep them open Mm. Um, but my if we're talking about now opinion now we're getting into the medical dad's part of this (laughs) (laughs) my opinion is that uh, people uh, well my opinion is that for at least for my kids we should wait until they want the earrings to to pierce their ears right I feel like uh, for one, it's a really special experience uh, for kids to want ear- their ears pierced and finally be allowed to do it. And uh, when they want to do it and they're like w- they understand that it hurts and they're still willing to do it anyway and they want it badly, uh, it's such a great thing to do. Like they enjoy that and I love that memory so much <laughs> and they're so proud of their earrings and proud of having gone through getting them right. And I say this today, coincidentally, um, my youngest kid just turned five uh, last week, mm-hmm. and we always told her that she can't get them done until she's five, right. Um, so uh, uh, her two older sisters all have their ears pierced and all got them done when they were five. Right. Um, and so, She's been asking, she's been asking. We finally told her yes. She's been, en- like, from the day she turned five, it's, can I do them now? Can I do them today? And we're just busy. So today, we, t- we told her a few days ago that today after school, we're taking her to get her ears pierced. And that's all she's been talking about for three days. This morning when she went to school, she said, today's going to be a great day. You know why? I'm like, I think I know why. Because I'm going to get my ears pierced today. <laughs> so, so that's one thing, is why, why would you rob them of that joy? Um, why would you take something that they're so excited about and looking forward to, and, and make it something that they won't remember? Uh, <laughs> like I don't I, like that's so that's one. Also, um, because there are these other risks, like it getting infected and sometimes leaving scars and some stuff like that. Super super rare things to happen, but at least if it was their choice that when it happens those things happen and they like we're like well this is I had one the one that wanted the earrings. Right. At least they're not gonna blame you for it. <laughs> So, but that, again, that's opinion. That's pure medical dad opinion. I could, if if I was in a debate club, I'm sure you could give me the side of having to justify doing it in a two-month-old, and I I could make a very convincing argument for that as well, I'm (laughs) sure.
1: Well... I don't know. I think that's a very, it's very timely. I'm very, ha- I'm happy to hear that this thing's happening today. And then we'll find out in a week or two how it actually transpired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. Right. We can, uh, we can title our next episode, Amputation of Ears and Other Appendages."
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's interesting that these things are, they come up all the time in, in our kids' lives, right? But I'm oh, curious yeah. because you're saying that, like, it's great that they worked hard for it. And then they finally get to do it. It's kind of like the haircut request from your son. It's basically the same thing. Right. But I don't really see in that example that once he got the haircut that he got so much joy out of it. Right. Because it quickly turned to, oh, no, like this thing hurts. I don't like this. What if that happens with the earrings? Like these are five year olds. Some of their decisions are not made with the best
0: like long term foresight in mind. Well, that's where your role kind of comes in as a parent. Your job is to say, okay, this is what my kid wants. Right. uh, But they don't have as much insight into the future as we do. So as a parent, I know, okay, this is what they want. I've got to do my best to try to predict what the outcome is going to be. Um, and then I got to weigh the risk and benefit. Right. So for my son, for example, I predicted that that haircut would not actually lead to the long term joy that he wanted. <laughs> but weighing the risks and benefit, well, if it doesn't work out, his hair can grow back. Exactly. Um, He's back to normal. That's yeah. right. So for my daughters with the ear piercing, um, you know, uh, the risks are potentially higher because if they don't like it, there's not an easy going back. Right. right? Like even when the even if you take out the earrings and the and the your heels, you can you're still left with that dot. Right. right? Um, so it's 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 uh, there's more pain involved up front. There's less reversibility afterwards. Right. Um, but the the my ability to predict the outcome, uh, the likelihood of them not liking the earrings or me not liking the earrings is way 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 smaller than me not liking my son's mohawk
1: so here's a question what if your son is the one that comes and asks you for the earring is the decision making exactly the same or is there another (laughs) area that we haven't talked about yet yeah
0: i thought thought this might come up (laughs) because i i am not as uh i myself am not an earring wearing guy um and like, I don't really want that so much for my son <laughs> to be wearing earrings. That said, uh, a lot of people have earrings and they just pull it off. That's their style. Right. Like, they have the earrings and, the, and that's just cool. Well,
1: most celebrity movie star guys have earrings for the most part, I think.
0: Yeah, and so that's my deal with my son. If he becomes a celebrity movie star, he's allowed to get earrings. <laughs> no, it, it, it has to, if my son really, really wanted them, then uh, then I think there would have to be one of these like, okay, risk, benefit, he wants it. It's going to give him that much joy. If I really believe that it's going to give him that much joy, then yeah, I'd have no choice. I'd, I'd, I'd have to potentially <laughs> let him do it. Uh, but of course, there's the other side of medical dads um, that we don't uh, admit too much, but uh, dads know what we're talking about. And that's where you don't want something for your kids and you're trying to subtly influence <laughs> them to try to see if you can... Uh, preempt that seed being planted in their mind that that's something that they want right
1: so you've been working on this one already for many years (laughs) they won't come to that point
0: to my wife's chagrin she she hates it if i uh if i give any kind of hint that like yeah yeah i uh, why would a guy want ears (laughs) she does not like that um but yeah it's funny my son uh uh he doesn't he he right now does not think earrings are cool for guys uh another little boy that he knows got them and he doesn't I think, think it looks cool <laughs> at all. Um, Perhaps it has to something to I... do
1: with the fact that you've said you're forbidden to, to play with this boy now
0: that those earrings have appeared. <laughs> uh, nothing like that. But uh, I've actually had to talk to him a little bit about like, hey, you know, look, uh, son, even though like I don't think earrings would look cool on me um, and it sounds like you don't think they would look cool on you. Uh, you know, if somebody gets earrings, we shouldn't make them feel bad about it. Like, you know, that's their style. They can choose what they like. And, you know, earrings can look cool if you got the right. If, if you think they look cool on you, then they will look cool on you.
1: Uh, I think your son's <laughs> so smart so enough balanced. to read between the lines of all those comments. <laughs> oh, here's politically yeah, correct, dad. I'm going to turn that off. <laughs>
0: yeah, I worry a little bit about that. And, you know, that type of attitude, I totally acknowledge that can be dangerous. You know, that's what that's what uh, dads were doing, you know, 30 years ago when it came to things like you know homosexuality or non gender conformity stuff like that and and i got to say that only did damage <laughs> like that did not make the world any better that just hurt a lot of people so hopefully i won't some years down the road be looked at as this archaic uh, a phobe who uh, who ruined my son's psyche so since we're on the subject the end of the day. since
1: okay. we're on the subject of piercings why don't we just spend very quick other piercings like our, our kids are pretty young i doubt this has come up But hypothetically, if this did come up, you're having the same conversation. Like, is there a point where you would be like, absolutely not full stop. We're not talking about this any further. You're not getting blank done to your body.
0: Uh, I mean it's all age dependent right so like right now no no earrings in the cartilage Mm -hmm. you know that's uh, that's the risk of that getting infected and getting infected with well like um, of
1: course it's all age dependent because once they hit 18 you have no say in anything right (laughs) so we're really just talking about up to 18 like what is your opinion at some point you're gonna be like okay with it or will you always be saying no
0: (laughs) Uh, I would say like uh, not even up until age 18 You know, by time they're turning, uh, you know, 14, 15, potentially, you know, if they want to get like piercings in the cartilage or piercings in the tongue or these other type of things, you know, if that's what they want, then, uh, you know, then that's what they can do potentially. Uh, But... Uh, my I, my plan is to try to make them understand why it is that I don't like recommend these things. Uh, and hopefully my logic is solid enough that, they, you know, they would go along with it. But, but, you know, my wife had piercings in like multiple piercings in her ears mm-hmm. when she was younger. So I could hardly come in now and be like, uh, like, no, 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 you can't get piercings there. If for no other reason, it would show my wife how uncool I am. <laughs>
1: True, true. Let's just cut this whole part of the podcast
0: out. We're totally on board with piercings. Go for it, everybody. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> but yeah, there's no way. There's no way my kids are getting nipple piercings before age uh, ten. <laughs> and you know, tongue piercings are actually quite damaging to the teeth. Mm-hmm. So I'm not keen on them getting tongue piercings at any point. But. Uh, yeah like I don't want to pose all my prejudices and biases about these piercings on uh on my kids <laughs> like uh I don't know some of the coolest people I ever met uh, were people who had all kinds of awesome piercings <laughs> uh so am I just worried my kids will be cooler than me? <laughs> Maybe I should just let go and just let them do whatever they want. So,
1: let's talk a little <laughs> bit about. Let's talk a little bit about tattoos since we're already into the realm of these hypothetical things down the road. And you've already explained you're okay with every... We're okay with everything. Us, medical dads, we love everything. (laughs) Humanity's great.
0: Because because we're cool people.
1: (laughs) So tattoos, love them. Love them. Love them when people wear them. Love them when they're on your hands. Love them when they're on your face. That's it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I might go get a tattoo right now. (laughs) Make it a more special day than it already is. Well, when it comes to tattoos... Uh I mean the only thing you can really say is that when you get them they're more or less permanent right it's not like having a haircut that you don't like later well you can remove so, them
1: with this with the laser right they can they, they yeah. can be reduced in this day and age
0: but that is it is not easy to do the laser stuff and and to get the skin completely back to normal with no risk involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that's not even to talk about how many people go for the laser and then get some horrible infection or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so yeah, for all extents and purposes, uh, tattoos are like a huge decision that you should consider as something that you're more or less tagged for life. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's I really want to press upon that on my children, just with the idea that, you know, if you get a tattoo and, you know, a lot of things that you do right now are cool right now. Right. Like definitely a haircut right now like that, that Mohawk, you know, that might be objectively a very cool thing right now. But even you're going to recognize that you don't want a Mohawk forever. Right. Um, So, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully the whole thing with the uh, with the tattoo by that point in their life, they'll, they'll understand that. And so that if they are getting a tattoo, it is eyes wide open that like, yeah, I am committed about this enough that I want something permanent. Well, so that when they, when they get medical dad's tattoos, that's something my kids will never regret.
1: <laughs> I mean, with hair, that's the thing, right? It's always, it's always temporary, right? And people try out different hairstyles, right, in, in life. And there's yeah. no problem with that. But the permanence of some of these things, especially the tattoo, is, is a yeah. thing.
0: Absolutely. And, and it, this actually maybe ties all the way back to the story I told at the beginning um, about why there may be some value in giving your kids opportunities when they're young to explore and to make these decisions for themselves, even maybe all the way up to some of these other piercings we're talking about. So, uh, you know, I told the story about how he kind of had his first experience with the sort of borderline mohawk. Right. Uh, and they didn't like it. But then, you know, years later, he was still having this complaint that. Um, That what he really wanted was like a lot of his curly hair, like big curly hair on the top and then really, really short on the sides. And actually, uh, uh, this became more and more of a trend in kids in school, like over the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. that kids have like really long on top with really short on the sides. It's just that they don't have big curly hair with it. So anyway, he went to go get a haircut with my wife and they decided that they were going to let him get like really curly on the top, really (laughs) short on the sides. And I was like, like... No, that's not a good idea, like internally, right? <laughs> and even sort of saying to my wife, like, "I this is not, that's not, like, because when I get my hair cut, often the barber would shave the sides short first and then take the top off. So you've seen so what see, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I see what it looks like. And it does not look cool. <laughs> you know, like the only comparable thing that I could think of was like, um, I think the actor's name is uh, Andy, Andy something or other. Uh, he was on a TV show. Uh, maybe spin city or something like that is this guy who had like really curly hair and he had it like really short on the sides and really high on top. Well, Uh, I mean, I don't think, I I mean, I mean, a lot of
1: African Americans have this kind of hairstyle, right? Where it goes high, but the sides are short. That's not that uncommon.
0: Uh, Yeah, but that's with like tight curls that look really cool. Right. Right. Like, uh, You got to imagine my son, he's only a quarter black. Um, And to look at him, you wouldn't even be able to see that quarter. Uh, So he's just got big loopy curls. Um, This would be more the equivalent of, uh, of, uh, uh, of like somebody like, um, like Seth Rogen, who had big curly hair, deciding to style that into a mohawk. Right. Right. Uh, And anyway, uh, uh, the bottom line is he went out and he got that haircut uh, with the big curls on top. Mm -hmm. And, he seemed fairly proud of it for like a few months. Um, and, you know, his school picture had it and stuff like that. And his, his hockey team had their hockey photo and he had it. And then I don't know what happened, but somewhere on the, along the lines, he just started to realize that he did not like the way that looked. <laughs> and he got a haircut afterwards where it wasn't so like long. And he loves he loves his new haircut. Right. He loves the way his hair looks now. And he's like embarrassed of the way his hair looked before. Um, he was complaining that, uh, for Christmas, we got the mugs that had their school pictures on it. So something they were selling to the school and he's like, "Ah, I love this mug. I just wish that it had my haircut now on it. Not, not my haircut then. (laughs) And so it's not that the lesson learned here is that like, yeah, never get something that your dad thinks won't look good. It's just the idea that like you can get something style wise now that in the moment looks great and you love it but then you learn later that you won't. Mm-hmm. So when the time comes for him to think about a tattoo, he'll be able to have that in mind, right. that like my parents let me experiment before and I learned myself without them having to ram it in my face that like, yeah, like style changes. You like it now, you don't like it later. So if you're picking a tattoo, it's got to be something that's everlasting like medical dads, not, not, a, not Calvin uh, peeing on, like a, on a Ford symbol or something like this.
1: Medical dads know best. That's the bottom line of everything of this episode.
0: <laughs> That's the only tattoo my kids are allowed to get, actually. is the one that says that.
1: <laughs> all right. We'll see you all in a few weeks. All right.
0: Bye, folks.